0: Hey, everybody, you're listening to Life Below the Surface, presented by Carriage Kia, the podcast where we take you on a deeper dive into the lives of the animals at Georgia Aquarium and the people who care for them. Coming up on this episode...
1: They're very individual and unique. They're all very different. What one dolphin excels at, another dolphin may excel at something totally different. That's our job as trainers, to tap into those things.
2: It's just, they're so intelligent and they are so dynamic and diverse, you know, and just the pods, the way that they relate to one another and have such strong bonds with each other and care for each other, it's just amazing to watch.
1: My day is definitely never the same. It's always completely different. It has the same variables in it, but you never quite know when they're going to come at you. But that's part of why I love it so much. I'm Josh
0: Blaylock. For the past 20 years, I've been in the zoological community. I was an animal care specialist for 15 of those years, caring for sea lions, dolphins, otters, walruses, birds, and a wide variety of different species. And now I'm very happy to be the senior manager of exhibits and projects here at Georgia Aquarium. In this podcast, I'm going to introduce you to some of my amazing co-workers and tell you some behind-the-scenes stories
3: of how Georgia Aquarium works. This is Life Below the Surface, presented by Carriage Kia. Life Below the Surface is presented by Carriage Kia in Woodstock. Carriage is Georgia's leading Kia dealer and one of the top dealers in the entire nation. Service, community, and education are hallmarks of Carriage Kia in Woodstock. When it's time for you to lease or purchase your new vehicle, we hope you'll consider Carriage Kia in Woodstock. Check them out 24-7 at carriagekiawoodstock.com.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of life Below the Surface. This is your host, Josh, and today I'm being joined by Chris Freymeyer, Associate Curator, and Lisa Bodishon, the Senior Director of Animal Training for our dolphin program here at Georgia Aquarium. Chris and Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having us, Josh. We're real excited to be here.
0: Hey, thanks, Josh. I am so glad to be here. All right, well, Chris, we're just gonna jump right into this first question. I'm gonna direct it right towards you. So as the Associate curator of zoological operations, animal training, dolphins, longest title in the world. I would assume that your day to day routine is also pretty complex and, and dynamic. So, can you just kind of take us through what does your day to day of that elongated title there? What does your day to day look like here? From clock in to clock out, what yeah. does Chris Freimeyer do?
1: Yeah, so you know what, Josh, I truly consider myself blessed. I have the best job in the entire world. So my day today starts off truly the night before where I kind of catch up on my emails and I'm kind of planning in my head and jotting down exactly what do I forecast for the next day? When I come in, I try my best to get up poolside and just walk the pools and see what the animals are doing on their own time. How are they interacting in the morning? Then the other trainers will kind of come in and we all step up and do just the first round of sessions. Make sure everyone's bright. Make sure everybody's alert, ready to go, ready for the day's festivities. From there, one of my senior trainers and I will go gather by our whiteboard area and we just chat about what does today look like? What are the goals that we have? What shows do we have? have, what encounter programs might we have scheduled, what training sessions do we want to get done, maybe what new opportunities we want to be offering some of the team members. From there, I kind of take a moment and I think about what is our first show going to look like, because that's one of my primary responsibilities is to kind of organize that show. We work with a lot of other departments. We work very closely with the veterinary team on monitoring the animal's health, working with our productions team, making sure the show is ready to get set up, ready to go. Our dive team does all of our habitat maintenance. So kind of corresponding with those other departments is a big part of what my day is. And then one of my favorite things is just doing the show. That is my absolute all-time favorite things to do, just to make that connection with the audience and have that moment there. In between the shows, we're doing other training sessions with the animals. We're teaching them new things. We're giving them play times, relationship sessions, other husbandry. And we can chat about husbandry probably a little bit later because it's a big part of what we do. But the other part of my job is some of those administrative tasks, you know, like checking the Alta Pro schedules, <laughs> meeting with the trainers and just checking in And Hey, what is your, where's your development out right now? Where are your goals at? How can I assist you in accomplishing those goals? And then reviewing some of the film footage from our training sessions, one of the most powerful tools that I've learned to use in my training technique is to review myself training something and watch those idiosyncrasies of what am I doing with the target pole? How does the animal will respond when that happens because watching it back on film is is a lot different than experiencing it in real time. So my day is definitely never the same. It's always completely different. It has the same variables in it, but you never quite know when they're gonna come at you. But that's part of why I love it so much.
0: Well Chris, that was a pretty awesome answer. I'm not going to lie; I had six questions for you, and you answered it all uh, by answering question number one. So, thank you for joining us.
1: I do love talking about my job. I'm sorry; I know I can't
0: help it. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. So, Lisa, let's start talking about dolphins. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks, Josh. I'm really excited to be here.
0: So, you are the senior director of animal training. So, basically, you're the boss.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's been a long journey to get to this position. I'm really excited and happy to be here. Um, you know, I started 12, 13 years ago now to launch this soften program and get it off the ground. And I actually started as the associate curator and made my way up the career ladder. And I absolutely love doing what I do. I love watching the team grow and the animals flourish. So it's great.
0: That's Quite some time that you said twelve years, right?
2: Yes, going on thirteen. Actually, it'll be thirteen um, in a couple months.
0: Nice, going on thirteen. Very cool. So you and I kind of actually have something in common. We we kind of got our, our starts in the, in South Florida, right? You haven't always been to Georgia Aquarium. You got experience elsewhere too, correct?
2: Yes, yes. Actually, my first job working with animals was right out of college in New Jersey. So um, I graduated from Kutztown University in Pennsylvania, and I got my first job. Right right out of college at the New Jersey State Aquarium. I was an educator there and I volunteered with the birds, so my first animal love was penguins. And they sit in my heart because you know they are the cutest animals. But they brought me, you know, an extra love for animals. And then um, about a year later I made my way down to South Florida. I worked in Miami for about 10 years. I worked down in Marathon in the Florida Keys for about six months. And then after that made my way here to Georgia to help launch the dolphin program.
0: That's awesome. Very, very cool. So you had mentioned that you grew up in New Jersey?
2: I actually grew up in a suburb right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So So right over the bridge, it's just probably about a half hour commute over to New Jersey where I got my first job.
0: Gotcha. So was that first job, is that kind of what led you down the path or was there something from much earlier on? You know, you know me, I've been in the zoological world for a long time as well. I got my start at a young age. Most... I think folks that work with animals it's not really something you just kind of fall into in some cases it can be but for most of us it's basically like a lifelong dream is it the same for you
2: it is it was and i know you know it's the story that a lot of people hear you know i was the little girl who my parents took me to SeaWorld. i was about eight years old they chose me to be the kid in their show and ever since that moment i fell in love with marine animals particularly dolphins um, and I set forth on my journey. You know, I went to college. I studied marine sciences, and I really worked hard to get to where I am today. It's a passion. You know, it's yes, it's a job, but it's a passion. And you have this passion in your heart and your soul. You know, every time you are poolside and you see those gray faces, it just brightens your, your love every single day. And, you know, as you kind of grow in the career, you always make time once a day at least to get poolside and, and smile at those dolphins and, and just kind of love them. And that's why we're here. It's why we do what we do. I
0: love it. As I mentioned, and I know you know this as well, my first love was dolphins. I was the first animal when I started my zoological career, even though I spent most of it with sea lions, walruses, that kind of thing. I had a lot of dolphin time in between. And uh, they are one of the coolest animals. And it's, it honestly is it's, it's for that reason. When you're with them, when you're interacting with them, when you get to care for them, there's something absolutely just I don't I don't know even how you express it, but there's just something incredible about just like that's a dolphin right there. I'm hanging out with a dolphin right now I, there's there's that little kid quality of never really you know getting bored with the fact that that animal is right there with you and that animal is relying on you for its care but also just have fun with. That's my favorite part about dolphins compared to any other animal is that when they're with you and engaged, it is a mutual let's do this kind of thing. Do you feel similarly?
2: It is. And I think it's, like you said, it's different every single day. I mean, they are very intelligent animals. You know, they love to play. They love to learn. You know, some dolphins just thrive on learning. Um, One in particular, Kay, he is so just curious, you know, if he's in a session and and another dolphin is learning, he's kind of looking back, hey, what are they learning? I'm excited, when is it my turn to learn? And just kind of being with them every single day, you know, they have a very dynamic social structure. We have 13 dolphins in our care here at Georgia Aquarium and their social dynamics will change daily. And it's our responsibility as trainers to, you know, know what they're doing and know what they're going through and adapt every single day based on their needs and their cares they're fun they're energetic, you know, and it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: As I'm sure some of our listeners have learned by now from, from previous episodes and, and you and I have actually discussed it as well. My zoological career began as a dolphin trainer. So these animals yeah. are very near and dear to my heart. They were kind of my, my first love when I got into this field. And one of my favorite things ever when it, when it came to, to caring for these animals was just that time with them. That unbelievable time where, as a trainer in an animal, it's just you. It's just you hanging out with these guys, and from my experiences with you know uh, (laughs) with like otters, who your time with them is on guard, and you're wearing tall boots because (laughs) let's face it, an otter is a tiger (laughs) in a squirrel's body. But with when, when it comes to a dolphin, there's that you know you're looking at them, they're looking right back at you, and there's that like this is it. This is so freaking cool. I know personally that that was my way of forming a bond with the animal it was just that time with them. It could be tactile. It could be, you know, with, with some form of enrichment, it could be learning a new behavior. For me, it was just about that moment about sharing that, that time with them, that time with them. And those bonds are so important. Yeah. So from your perspective and the way you might, uh, you know, teach some of the younger trainers, I heard you mention that a big part of your day is also making sure that those opportunities For relationship building for the younger staff happens. So maybe take us into a little bit of a deeper dive into how do you personally like to bond with the animals that you're working with? And then how do you kind of teach the younger team so they can have those moments too?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And there's a nuanced answer to it. There's a lot of ways to approach how you build a relationship with a dolphin. My biggest advice is to really be in tune with who you are as a person, because who you are is really just going to be an extension of how you train, the way that you look at things, the way you perceive things, the way that you are naturally, if you have a lot of energy, right? What you put into the relationship is what you're going to get out of it. So, if you want to have a really strong bond, then you need to put that effort into building that relationship. It starts from the moment you have your first interaction with that animal and will forever change and keep growing as time moves on, right? So, from that very first moment of contact, they're kind of sizing you up and learning about you just as much as you are about them. And they remembered these things. And so, you want to keep it fun and positive and exciting. But what really sets apart the skilled animal trainer is their behavioral eye to notice the even the smallest <laughs> slight little change and being able to recognize how that impacts even when you're training a behavior. But. How they interact with the other dolphins, what really truly they find reinforcing, because they all find, you know, generalized things reinforcing, but they may have a special toy that kind of gives them a little bit of an extra spark. And you noticing that as an animal trainer and utilizing that to leverage it to your benefit, I think is really what will set you apart. You mentioned the relationship, that quality one on one time. A big part of my relationship that I build with the animals is through teaching them new things. I I love the art of successive approximations and being able to build a behavior but I also really love like you mentioned those quiet moments where you're just spending it's voluntary right they choose to be there you choose to be there both parties recognize that but from there something grows and something happens and there's a history there and they remember and so it's really special it's really unique there's no two relationships the same and the advice that I give new trainers as they they interact with dolphins. I say, look, I say, watch other people interact with them. Watch what gets them success. Add those things to your behavioral tool belt. Try it out. Maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't work for you. Walk away from it. Never try it again. But really be observational in every aspect that you possibly can and try to hone in on that behavioral eye because you don't want to lose that. You really want to sharpen that. But the relationship is really the foundation of our training. It allows us to do what we do with the animals on a daily basis husbandry behaviors which again we'll get back to and talk more about why Well, we train them simply to voluntarily do everything that you could do at a doctor's office which i think is pretty incredible including voluntary blood samples voluntary urine samples excel samples we know as much as we can about their health and that allows us to really offer them that incredible care so yeah i could talk about that all day but (laughs) i'll leave it at that (laughs)
0: Well, that's good because that leaves, uh, you know, that leaves room for season two. (laughs) (laughs) It gives us a chance to to definitely have you guys back. That's my favorite part about dolphins compared to any other animal is that when they're with you and engaged, it is a mutual let's do this kind of thing. Do you feel similarly?
2: It is. And I think it's like you said, it's different every single day. I mean, they are very intelligent animals. You know, they love to play, they love to learn. You know, some dolphins just thrive on learning. Um, One in particular, Kay, he, is so just curious, you know, if he's in a session and and another dolphin is learning, he's kind of looking back, hey, what are they learning? I'm excited, when is it my turn to learn? And just kind of being with them every single day. You know, they have a very dynamic social structure. We have 13 dolphins in our care here at Georgia Aquarium, and their social dynamics will change daily. And it's our responsibility as trainers to, you know, know what they're doing and know what they're going through and adapt every single day based on their needs and their cares. They're fun they're energetic you know and it's just it's amazing yeah Yeah.
0: you know of all the dolphins i've worked with you get to care for and see which makes me jealous get to care for and see one of my absolute favorites and you know who it is that's my little girl lily (laughs) lily was during my time uh, at marine land with with lily down there in florida she was very endearing and honestly if friends or family come to visit me or anything if there was a a special needs situation Lily was one of the most reliable animals and she was just there for a good time. That was my favorite part about Lily is that she was, she was up up for anything, very relaxed, just a, an incredible, animal I'm sure she's probably still that way
2: Lily is the sweetest soul I mean with her trainers right she is just so sweet you get into the water with her and she's there with you and you know just doing everything that she wants to kind of interact with you in such a good way but she's also the sweetest soul to you know her conspecifics if there's ever you know another female in the, in the pod and maybe they're just having an off day Lily tends to sweep them up and take them with her you know and it's alright let's swim around and you know let's let's do this so it's just really cool to see the way she interacts you know with her fellow dolphins in conjunction with how she acts with us as trainers she's the sweetest she's also very energetic you know she's learning all sorts of segments still within the daily presentations she's very reliable with our guest encounters um she's fantastic
0: There's always those misconceptions. And on this podcast, we've talked about some of those misconceptions, basically sharks being these evil creatures. And then the misconception of sea lions being those goofy ones. I feel like dolphins over the years have kind of almost got that, you know, kind of the the angels of the sea type of perception, which I think is only actually true in Lily's case. (laughs) I think she might be the only dolphin actually say, yeah, that's an angel right there. But as far as bottlenose dolphins go specifically I've know you've worked with some different species of dolphin. Bottlenose dolphins do have that, that reputation, but the, the actual, in my opinion, the actual dolphin animal, being the amazing intellectual predators that they are, the real bottlenose dolphin is actually a lot cooler than, I think, all those misconceptions about them, all their skill set, their adaptations. In your opinion, what makes a dolphin such an incredible? Aside from your personal relationships just in general? What do you think makes a dolphin so incredible?
2: I think they're so incredible because they are so socially oriented with one another. You know, they are pod animals and they, you know, will swim in pods and do things together as pods, you know. And I I love watching some of the females kind of hone in and take that matriarch role. You know, if we have a young female, she's been with us for about a year now, you know, she's seven years old and she's a seven year old, right? So she's like a toddler. She's mischievous. And, you know, I just love watching some of the older females kind of scoop her up and say, come on over here. You know, this is what you should be doing. It's just they're so intelligent and they are so dynamic and diverse, you know, and just the pods, the way that they relate to one another and have such strong bonds with each other and care for each other. It's just amazing to watch.
0: And is that seven year old you're talking about? Would that be the beautiful Coquina? <laughs> sure would. You know, I got yes. to see Coquina being born. That was an unbelievable experience she's a a very, very sweet animal as well, and so was her mom it's a it was a really cool to see she was a i believe a third or fourth generation. She was there with her grandmother as well and you know you're talking about uh, the tight knit pod I'll never forget right after she was born. she was born there with her mom. Her half sister and her grandmother, and all four of them swimming in an echelon together within minutes of her being born is still one of the, not to get emotional about it, but it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. You know, four generations, uh, just. Awesome. So I'm glad she's here. I'm glad she's doing so yeah, well. Yeah,
2: and to circle back to Lily, you know, Lily and Coquina, they were at previous facility mm-hmm. together. Lily made her way back to Georgia Aquarium first. Um, and then when it was Coquina's time, Coquina made her way here to Georgia Aquarium, you know, and we put her in the same habitat to start with Lily. And it was an immediate bond. Lily remembered her and Coquina remembered Lily, and they paired up. Lily showed her the way, you know, the acclamation went Really well because of the bond that those two had. So, and
0: thanks to Lily. Thanks yeah, to Lily. I'm, 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 you're, I'm sorry, I'm done. She's awesome. You, never, Lily, awesome.
2: Lily, you never, <laughs> Lily, did all the acclamation. You know, we that's just awesome. kind of hung out. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> so, for all the listeners out there, you can obviously tell that we are two people that care very much about these animals, and uh, the the stories are are absolutely endless. But uh, I think one thing that's really cool for us to kind of touch on is. You are the Senior Director of of Animal Training, and and that's a very important role to have because, uh, you know, as you mentioned, not only are in charge of the animals, but it's also the team and the growth and development of that team. So, with that being said, what is the day-to-day? You don't have to go specific, but just what is a day-to-day in the life of Lisa going to be like? Sure,
2: yeah. Well, our day day at Dolphin is very dynamic, very diverse. We do quite a bit of of interactions with the animals and quite a bit of staff training, you know. Our our trainers are here as early as six in the morning to prepare the fish and the diets for our dolphins throughout the day. And they're here, you know, as late as 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. some nights just to focus on habitat maintenance and make sure that the environment that the dolphins um, live in is safe and safe and sound. So, you know, my day is diverse. So as a senior director, you know, I hone in particularly with dolphin, but we work as a team, the director group here at Georgia Aquarium. So we have a lot of, you know, meetings as a director group, um, the zoological directors, and we, we talk about things and, ways to you know better the programs. So I spend a lot of time doing that and then I also you know spend a lot of time with my team. Right now the Dolphin Department is focusing on launching a brand new presentation for the holiday season. So that's been taking up a lot of my time working with my team and in conjunction with the productions team. So this new presentation we're very excited about. It's going to be very holiday oriented to fit into our winter waterland. So you know, just kind of developing that program, working with my management group to get that kind of launched. And now we're in the phase where it is, we have it designed and we're rehearsing it daily. Um, But we're teaching the team how to perform the different segments um, and getting them incorporated into this brand new style presentation that a lot of them, you know, have really never performed in.
0: Right. And I found it's actually not only is a new new presentation or anything like that, not only is that enriching for the animals, it's also for the staff learning a brand new presentation or, you know, brand new blocking, things like that. After doing one that you're so comfortable and familiar with, it's quite a challenge, but it's it, as far as development goes. It's amazing to be able to put in a new show.
2: Oh, absolutely! And the team is very, very, very excited. You know, they were very engaged when we talked about what we were going to do. Um, every time we run a rehearsal, they're very excited, even to do you know a narration. You know, to get on the mic and to talk to our guests to educate. You know, this presentation is going to have a very strong conservation message associated with it. The team's very excited about getting on the mic and displaying our animals and teaching our audiences all about the bottlenose dolphin and giving them the message of what they can do when they leave Georgia Aquarium, you know, to help animals in the ocean. So it's very powerful. It has a very powerful message associated with it.
0: Your team is obviously extremely dedicated to getting that that message out which is which incredible and they do they do a great job of it i mean when you look at uh you know different guest feedback the dolphin presentation and what they take away from it is always something that i just love to see it's so important i am now joined by carly pope and kelsey toth for everyone's favorite segment fin files with carly and kelsey all right let's get to it what we got today
2: so, Josh, today we wanted to talk about the fact that you were something of a dolphin trainer for many years. And there's so much in the public consciousness of dolphins being intelligent. And, you know, we know that they're trainable, we know that they're inquisitive, we know they're curious, and that seems to add up to intelligence. Tell me, did you ever feel like a dolphin was making fun of you?
0: <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, I was a dolphin care specialist for about Four out of my 14 years taking care of animals, there was definitely a couple times when, <laughs> when a, a, a training session was starting and the dolphin knew that I was going to be spending that session with me, that it knew because of my size, I wasn't able to maybe maneuver around the area as quickly as some of the smaller trainers could. So for a, quite a long time, a dolphin named Roxy, who actually lives here at the aquarium, she would steal my bucket each and every (laughs) session roxy would pick on me because she knew that i wasn't going to be able to lean over and grab the the bucket as quickly as some of the other trainers could and because of my size i had to move it over to the side so i could just see her look at me and look at the bucket then look at me and look at the bucket and if you aren't around dolphins normally you have no idea how fast a dolphin can actually move and as i'm standing there just like a big idiot with a grit on my face. Just excited that I'm there with Roxy. She had already had the uh, bucket lifted up off the deck, had took it down to the bottom of the habitat, and then all the other dolphins left their trainers as well and took turns <laughs> feasting out of the bucket. <laughs> so, yes, I can definitely say that I've been picked on by a dolphin.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, there you go. But you were probably her favorite trainer though, so.
0: <laughs> all you could eat buffet every session? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my guy. I think she really liked me. Alright, that was a good one, and very embarrassing for me. So thank you, <laughs> ladies, very much. Can't wait to see you both again on the next Spin Files. We'll see you then, everybody. This is one thing, and I don't think we should shy away from it. I think it's, it's something that can definitely be addressed because you've touched on it kind of twice now. There is some controversy around dolphins and human care. People don't think that it's good for them. People have these misconceptions that have kind of spread, you know, thanks to our good friend, the internet, anything that is actually said can be taken as -hmm. the truth. And honestly, a lot of times, and I know this from my career, and I'm sure you have faced it many times as well. So many misconceptions about dolphins in, in human care and things like that. Can you go into just a little bit of detail just from your personal experience? The benefits of having these animals here you 've mentioned their care a billion times over, and I, something I do want to mention too though is that all the care we we, we put into these animals it doesn 't just benefit our animals here that 's scientific knowledge Absolutely. that is you know physiological knowledge it 's veterinary knowledge things that are used and, and done to treat animals in human care can be applied to stranded animals, can be applied to any type of rescue scenario or things like that. Cause you know, legislation leads to conservation and there's so much research that goes into different legislative, you know, type of bills, things like that, that it really does benefit having these animals here. So mm-hmm. th- that's just from my experience, kind of noticing those kind of things. What is something that you've noticed from your time with these incredible animals about how beneficial it is that they're here and people can see them?
1: Yeah, you know, what I would want people to really understand and know is that what we do by providing this care for them, exactly like you said, allows us to monitor exactly what's going on in the ocean. We can compare these levels, blood values and all of the samples that they that we receive here. We can compare those with what's happening out in the ocean, knowing what is going on with their environment. That way we can preserve their environment, because we all know right now that the ocean is having a really difficult time coping with all of the stresses that we're putting on it, right? And so, First of all, that's their habitat that they're living in, and and then two, it provides a lot of things that we need to be very aware of. So, as far as their the animals' care is concerned, the training is the name of the game, and it's operant conditioning and positive reinforcement. So, like I said earlier, it is a choice. It's a choice for the dolphins to be there. If they don't want to be there, they can swim away. And guess what? That would be perfectly fine. It's our job. It's our duty as animal trainers to have this be exciting, fun, and enriching. So, you know, sometimes I wish we could kind of peel back the set and people could really the audience could watch what happens behind the scenes before the show i wish that they could see that when the music pops on the dolphins start kind of fast swimming and they're like looking for us they're ready to go hey what's happening because what we've done in the brilliance of this whole thing is that we've created a system that is so reinforcing and has such value to it to them and through that is our many opportunities many roads that lead to fun exciting things many different reinforcers food toys in water time with their trainers different social interactions and all of those things they're voluntarily choosing to do and that's the cool part to see and witness and be a part of Obviously, when they're doing it voluntarily, you don't have any of the stressors that would be involved and things run really smooth. Now, obviously, they have a choice and sometimes they don't want to do something and that's perfectly fine. You know, we kind of take ourselves, collect ourselves for a moment, decide, well, is it worth asking again? And if it's not, then let's just move on and do some other really cool things. Their care is all throughout the day and it's not just a show it's not just a training session it's a collaborative day i kind of think about it as you go to school and you have recess and you have different classes and you may learn social studies from one teacher and then you go to a different teacher and learn science And they're very individual and unique. They're all very different. What one dolphin excels at, another dolphin may excel at something totally different. That's our job as trainers to tap into those things, really learn so much about them. And then we leverage that in how we teach them and what we choose to teach them. So when we train them to do all these voluntary things like moving throughout the habitat um, independently or with the group, offering blood samples, those things allow us to offer this pristine incredible care and the dolphins are very very healthy and they live very long lives under human care which is exciting and that's something that i want people to really know and understand i truly believe that the dolphins here receive the best care and i'm proud of that and that's why i'm proud to be here and to be able to interact with them on a daily basis and to maintain that
0: it's very obvious from from the way that you guys both talk about your day-to-day here and in your, your time with the animals, I want to get a little bit more into how you, as individuals, actually got here. So, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Obviously, you have a passion for animals. It's obvious from, <laughs> from every answer you've given me so far. How did this journey to become an associate curator in the Dolphin Department at Georgia Aquarium, how, how did you get here?
1: Yeah. So, well, as a kid, my mom, when we were very young, she would put my brother and myself down for a nap in the afternoon and she would play old flipper reruns on the TV and I would protest the nap and I would watch the TV and it sparked something in me that I can't explain it. As I would grow up, I would go to elementary school and in our library, there were like five books that were whales and dolphins and I would check them out on rotation and learn as much as i could about them and i was kind of it
0: started there and it kept growing it never really stopped all right i got a confession to make. <laughs> yeah <laughs> at my middle school they had two dolphin books <laughs> now let's just say they have one.
1: In, <laughs> oh, you didn't return it <laughs> in
0: 1996 i had a really rough week and i forgot to turn it <laughs> back in so mrs kirpsack i'm sorry They're i have missing it in their book <laughs> uh, i will return dolphins of the world 1993 edition as soon as i possibly can.
1: hey that something. was probably one that i had checked out too maybe they can call my
0: elementary school get the <laughs> yeah we'll see if we can find it at the next scholastic book fair um <laughs> you had mentioned kind of a team development and things like that but when i started back in the day there was definitely a structure like you started very very low it was almost like an apprenticeship it was on the job training because there's only so much that academics can teach you when it comes to hands-on behavior, you know, modification with an actual animal. Is is it still that way and how is the the dolphin program here at the aquarium? How is that Structured to kind of benefit the team and their development?
2: Oh, sure. Yes, it's very, very structured. Um, We have an entire educational portion that goes along. So our new trainers spend a lot of time in the classroom as well as they do poolside. Is that right? Um, Yes. So we have a lot of articles, behavioral theories and principles that we teach our team. They take written examinations and they each have a coach. So if you start as an apprentice trainer, for example, you'll be assigned one of our senior trainers as your direct coach with management overseeing the growth and development. So every single week you'll sit down with your coach and you have a whole action plan for the week. Um, You go through your action plan, you check off your goals and you continue to learn and grow based on your skill level, right? So sometimes it may take a trainer a little bit longer, and that's okay. We'll invest in you, we'll teach you, and we'll give you the tools that you need to interact with the dolphins. You know, and that's very important for the well-being of the animals as well. We were talking about presentations, but not only that, the most important thing that we do is care for these dolphins, is keep these dolphins healthy. The husbandry behaviors that we do here are, you know, phenomenal. Our dolphins are trained to go to the vet and to see the doctor. They're trained to volunteer blood samples, you know, and gastric samples and quarterly. So we will give those samples, you know, to our veterinarians. animal health team is top of the line you know they provide all the necessary care advanced diagnostics that we may need to make sure our dolphins are very healthy and well so we want to make sure when we hire an apprentice trainer and they understand all that they understand the behavioral principles and theories you know and they go to the classroom and they take the test it's a lot of observation they spend a lot of time poolside just watching. You know, I know in particular when I first started <laughs> way back in the day, you know, no. I'm not going to tell you how long no. ago that was, but I'm a observational learning. So I would spend time just watching the dolphins and watching the trainers interact with them. And we encourage that you know with our young trainers, just observe them, even on their own time. You can learn so much about how your session is gonna go. If you sit poolside and you watch your dolphins just interacting with each other, it's gonna tell you a lot about how to set your sessions up and how to set your animals up um, for success. So. We have got um, a lot of trainers that made their way up to their career ladder, one in particular. He started as an intern, you know, and he's now a senior trainer. So it's really awesome to watch them grow through the program and develop.
0: That's very cool. You guys still have an internship program as well, right? We
2: do. We do. Yes. And our internship program, I mean, we we love our interns. And, you know, a lot of times when a position opens up, that's their job interview, right? And, and they go through the intern program, they already have their foot in the door, there's a position open, we move them into it and, and keep them moving up the ladder. So. so
0: for any future interns out there, don't forget, every single day, is a job interview every single day. You heard Lisa, the senior director, say it right then and there. If you are a great intern that shows a lot of interest and treats every day like it's an interview, you're going to be able to move forward. This is really cool. And you actually touched on something as well. And it was something I used to explain to people all the time. The presentations are literally maybe 10% of the actual job. The other 90% is everything that you just said. And that's the, the healthcare, the enrichment, that whole thing. There's that misconception about the career, not just the animals having their own misconception, but there's that misconception that it's all about the actual presentation. Yeah. And that's, that's so much behind the scenes, which is why I'm glad that you're here and we can talk about it. Yeah, so, and I just kind of gave them a little bit of uh, advice there. What would be, as the senior director looking for the, the next best dolphin trainer out there with the next generation of dolphin trainers, what's some advice that you would give to any listener out there that wants to to pursue their life's passion, like like you and I were
3: able to? do?
2: Absolutely, yes. If you have that passion, go for it and stick with it. You know, and if you want to work with dolphins in particular, you need to become a very strong swimmer because part of the dolphins' day is us as trainers getting into the water with them and just hugging them in the water and bringing ourselves into their world and and going in. It's the best way to build your relationship with the animal. So in order to do that, you know, you need to be a strong swimmer, you got to be comfortable in the water. So pursue your swimming skills. I would encourage, you know, if you go to college, you can have a broad major, right? I chose marine sciences, but animal training is a lot of psychology. So if you go down the psychology route, that's good. All the training we do here um, at Georgia Aquarium is positive reinforcement and you'll learn all about that in college. And now, intern, you know, look at all of these other zoological facilities around that have marine mammals, that have dolphins, that have sea lions, and become an intern and soak it all in. You know, because the zoological community is amazing and there's a lot of very good facilities out there, including us, Georgia Aquarium, that do some really amazing things with our animals. So,
0: pursue your dreams. And also remember, too that this community is extremely close knit. Yes. So no matter where your internship is or what you do, Lisa will probably know someone that works there and they do their homework, they follow up, kids, okay? So just make sure that you treat every day of your internship because it will literally carry you into paths you didn't even know existed. So Lisa, let's talk about one thing real quick and it, it always makes me laugh because I had to do it so many times and I still can't believe that I passed so many times. The swim, yes. the swim test. The swim test, the swim test, the swim test. What is the swim test?
2: So in order you know, to get your first job here at Georgia Aquarium with the dolphins, we do have a very extensive swim test. Swimming is, is very important, as we all know. And you're entering into the animal's world. You, you have to be comfortable in the water. So we have our trainers, upon interview, come in and, and perform the swim test first. So it's about... 130 foot Olympic style freestyle swim and then you have to do an underwater swim okay it's about 110 foot underwater swim no breath one breath you go ahead and do that underwater swim you have to be comfortable in the front habitat that front habitat is 30 feet in depth so the trainer in question would dive down to the bottom of the habitat touch the bottom and come up 30 foot free dive and then just a dive into the pool, right? So, you know, swim to the side, make sure you can get out of the pool safely, dive back in, uh, make sure you're comfortable diving back in. And once you kind of pass that, then the interview portion of your of your day would begin. Nice. Yes.
0: Yeah, that, so that hasn't changed. Has
2: not changed, no. So that is in order to acquire the job. And then, you know, we have our trainers currently on site, they have a maintenance. So every three years we will go in and, and just brush up on our swimming skills and make sure that you know we can still do the test and obviously you know our team is very physically fit you know our day is constantly running around so they demonstrate that prowess every single day
0: the whole reason for the swim test too guys is not just to see how you would look in the presentation. It is a, it's, a, it's a part of it, of course, but it's also for for your own safety and your team's safety and the, potentially the animal safety as well. Being comfortable in a saltwater environment, which is still in the 70 degree mark, but it's still relatively chilly as well. It's a kind of a shock to the system every single time. That swim test is very important. You know for just overall safety not just aesthetics
2: exactly and it's a very fast-paced day you know we are running around all day long you know everything that we do you have to be able to lift at least 30 pounds you know moving dolphins from habitat to habitat we have you know gates that open and close so you have to demonstrate that physical prowess so like you said so that you stay safe and and you can perform the daily duties of the day
0: that's awesome All right, well guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm gonna wrap up by asking you one more question, rapid fire. Favorite moment or memory of your career,
1: go. Oh, it would be installing the new show, installing a, a new show with the team and building those new behaviors and being able to work so collaboratively with the other trainers, with the Dolphins and seeing how much everyone grows together. That is the best part of my job.
0: Amazing.
2: My favorite, favorite, favorite thing about working here at Georgia Aquarium with these amazing animals, this was life changing for me because, you know, we had a team, you know, I was hired on by the director at the moment and we changed our lives. So we moved here to Georgia and what's fantastic is all the dolphins here moved with us. Mm -hmm. So we all started a new life together. And, you know, as my job kind of takes me away from poolside sometimes, when i come back in and i'll use phoebe and k two of our our dolphins k is a male and phoebe is a female they remember, right? So I'll dive into the water with Phoebe and I can feel that bond and that connection immediately. The way she responds when I get into the water and the way I respond to her, the relationship that her and I have is so amazing that it just literally still gives me butterflies in my stomach. And that's the most important thing. We are here and we do what we do. We work weekends, we work holidays, we work early, we work late. Because of these animals, because of the care we provide them, and because of these amazing relationships that we have that allow us to provide them the best welfare and the best care in the
0: world. That's beautiful. That's awesome. And I was even going to ask you as well. You still get in there and and, and get your feet wet, don't you?
2: That's why, you know, I started this. That's, That's why I'm here. So... Yes, yes, I am in the water <laughs> awesome. with my team and, and
0: with these animals. So
3: Very cool. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a lot
3: of fun. Life Below the Surface is presented by Carriage Kia in Woodstock. Carriage is the official car dealership of Georgia Aquarium and Georgia's leading Kia dealer. Service, community, and education are hallmarks of Carriage Kia in Woodstock. When it's time for you to lease or purchase your new vehicle, we hope you'll consider Carriage Kia and Woodstock. Check them out 24 7 at carriagekiawoodstock.com.
0: If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Life Below the Surface. If you did, please leave us a review and share this episode with your friends. Also, please tell us which topics you would like us to cover in future episodes. Send us a message in the comments or on any of Georgia Aquarium's social media channels. I'll see you in the next episode. Have you ever wondered how our penguins get to the doctor? Tune in for our next episode where I'll be joined by some of our veterinary staff to learn about some behind-the-scenes stories and what it takes to care for the thousands of animals
3: that call Georgia Aquarium home. We'll see you next time.